Welcome to Trade Center Live, brought to you by Sportsmate and Footy Live, where we talk all things trades, bringing you all the breaking news and real opinions from real fans. It's day three, and each day we're going to speak to big fans about their beloved clubs, followed by a live 4 p.m. show to wrap up your daily trade news. Uh, get on Instagram right now, afl.footylive, and see all the content there, and hashtag Trade Center Live on Insta and Twitter, and stay tuned for the daily shows, the times of them, but for p.m. every day, you know, we're doing a live uh, news wrap at four o'clock every day. We spoke to Nuz from the Sensible Crows podcast earlier and then Rob from the Sash podcast, but now it is time to turn the power on with Anthony Alessiani from the Pair podcast. Welcome, Anthony. Hello, James. Good to be on, mate. Thank you for having me. No worries. Perfect timing as well. Mate, we yeah. just got, you got your man done. Finlayson, you're up and about very happy. Yeah, definitely. Um, it was a bit of a surprise that it's happened so quickly in the trade period. Normally, Porter wants to uh, go through towards the last couple of days, but seems both parties were pretty happy, and I'm keen to see what he can bring for the next three years. That's right. We'll talk about it a little bit later in the show. First, you've got to plug your podcast because it's great. I love what you do, mate. What is it called? Uh, it's called The Pair. So it's all about Port Adelaide um, doing reviews, previews, game day vlogs, and other bits and pieces of entertainment here and there on on YouTube, so it's uh, a lot of fun. Um, it's years old now, so getting into the veteran status of it. Very good, mate. Hey, tell me about the name because I just got informed. Apparently, Port Adelaide fans go "Car on the Pair," and that's where it came from. Is that right? Yeah. So um, the name, the pair, was um, that was literally the first name on the list I came up with. Uh, it basically stems from that, and it sort of symbolises me as an individual pair. So. Um, yeah, we are a bit of a bit of a fun bunch when it comes to counter pair. I love that, Anth. Hey, so what? Why do you support Port? Is it your family, your friends? Did you go to jail? What What is it about Port that uh, tra- <laughs> <laughs> attracted you to them? Uh, it was Dad. It was not jail. It was oh, Dad. Okay. Um, it would have been a funnier story if that was the case. But yeah, yeah, it was it was Dad. And I remember, um, you know, I always liked Port Adelaide when I was a kid. Where the colours to Auskick and all that. But it was. Funny enough, when it was the 2004 granny and celebrating with dad and all that, that's when I uh, fell in love. And from there, attending most games and, yeah, absolutely loving the ride of yeah, the ups and downs. Hey, so why why are Powell fans superior to Adelaide Crows fans, in your opinion? Uh, we're 100% more passionate, I think. Um, everyone has their passion for their club. You can't deny that. But I just think when, we, when we're all involved all together, we'll, we, um, we definitely – hold ourselves accountable for being Port fans, whether it's how we play on the field or how we conduct ourselves off it. You can uh, you can tell that we definitely put a lot more uh, effort and a lot more passion into when we're supporting our club. Oh, I like it. Very spicy, very strong. You are very passionate. Hey, before we get to talking about the season that just passed, there's two big issues about Port Adelaide, I reckon. It's the prison bar jumper and how many premierships have actually won. So firstly... Do you think you should be able to wear the prison bar jumper whenever you want? And secondly, how many premierships have you really won? I think we should be able to wear it at least in showdowns. I'm personally of the the caliber of I love the prison bar jumper. I think it's one of the greats, but uh, I do like the teal. And I think a lot of the younger generation growing up with the power team, especially, um, they, they resonate with the teal. So I'd love to see the prison bar jumper in the showdowns. Um, if we could wear it whenever we want, great. And to answer your second question, 37. 37. 
It's not even a question. So there's no, you know, it was a separate competition. Doesn't matter. It's the same club. Same club. Two teams, one club. All right. I love it. Good man. Good passion. All right. This year, it's, it seems a bit like deja vu. I mean, Port made another home preliminary final and lost it again. Um, there was a lot of injuries though, and there was a significant number of injuries and in top players that that kind of, um, I guess, made it hard. So, I don't know. Is it a failure or is it still positive? Because it's a hard one for you guys. To, but you be there. You're right there. You're in the prelim. You've done it again, and then you really you got smacked. To be honest, yeah. how does it feel now? A few weeks after. No, I'm still recovering. I won't yeah, lie. Can imagine. Um, it's been an emotional roller coaster. But I think in terms of the season as a whole, if you separate it from previous seasons and the expectation we've had, it's a it's definitely a pass. Like you make it better than four other clubs couldn't get to that. Uh, situation but in terms of what we built off of last year to go in fact I think backwards in a prelim because we're only a goal away last year mm. and this year we've getting pumped off the park at home after having a week off and getting basically the perfect run I mean I'm not going to take anything away from the Bulldogs but I just yeah I was shell-shocked that mm. uh, we put out that performance in a prelim so it's it's a failure in that sense but it's still a pretty damn good season considering um, everyone basically wrote us off the whole year. Yeah, we were you at the game? No, didn't go in the end. No. I, um, when did you start? Played, yeah, go on, sorry. Uh, no, I just was going to say I played my own grand final footy that day and oh. lost that. So it was a beautiful day. Oh, jeez, what a shocking day. <laughs> hey, did you, did you cry? Are you a crier? Like, did you cry during the prelim? Yeah, I did. Second quarter. Second quarter you cried? Yeah, because I, I, the part of me was like, we were thir- obviously 36 points down. I was thinking, oh, it's going to be that typical first quarter, but we'll chip away and make a make a run at it and mm. hopefully come back. But then to go 54 points down or something halfway through the second quarter and having the emotion from playing footy that day, yeah, mm. broke down in tears um, and yeah, still recovering from it, I think. Yeah, no, I can imagine, and sorry to make you really those uh, horrible <laughs> memories. There was a few positives, though. I'll tell you why. I mean, Aliralee, you did great work at the trade table, to be honest. Aliralee comes in Fantasia as well. There was a heap of positives to come out. Did you oh, also, actually, sorry, the biggest one was Ollie Wines winning the Brownlow as well. What was your highlight of the whole year? Yeah, I think the Ollie Wines Brownlow. Like, we have mm. never won a Brownlow medalist. It's another piece of history, and I think for a lot of Port fans, that would have – um, sort of helped with the with the recovery process of the prelim. So, mm. you know, you, the Aliralee pickup was sensational. I think there was a few wins throughout the year that um, were highlights. The Sydney game uh, with Lysette kicking the winner, uh, the Bulldogs game at at Marvel on that Friday night, um, oh, yeah. and then even the qualifying final. You know, we didn't expect that result, but Ollie Wines winning the Brownlow. First time ever was just I've never I actually felt happier than when we do winning games. Mm. Is he gonna be is he gonna be a big um like figure in Port Adelaide history? Are they gonna make a statue of him or something? I hope so. Just put him out in front of Alberton there with his brown line. He's yeah, got a big he, head though. I don't know if you can make that big of a statue for his that, head. 
But that's the thing because he's got he's got um, like you can see it's significant, isn't it? Because someone who's got a mullet or a mustache or a big jawline that can they, they become superheroes. So you might have a big mask next year when you make the grand final or something like that. You know, you got Maxi Gorn in the or the Herald Sun down here in Melbourne. They had a big printout of him. They had cut out masks. That's someone you could really build some marketing mm-hmm. around, I reckon. So it's good. Let's talk about some lowlights, okay? Not your favourite things to talk about, but I, I watched a few of your videos and. So so did um, Gordo, who's producing the show, and, and we, we were talking about the things that you mentioned, like why can't you beat top four sites? So that must be really frustrating. You had a lot of slow starts. Darcy Byrne Jones went from you know an absolute standout to a no show really, and then um, you know you were sticking with the same game game plan week to week, uh, prelims cursed, you know that sort of thing. Are there things that pop to your mind when you talk about negatives about this year? Yeah, I, I think there was the same narrative. Um, throughout the course of the year that just kept sticking out. Like, why couldn't we beat top four teams? You know, we had games at home. We are playing the dogs mm. at home earlier in the year. Couldn't get the job done. We're in that game for most of it. Geelong blew us away with three minutes of football um, after we were up by 20 points in that game. The Ds we didn't even show up for on a Thursday night at home. So it was not only the fact that we couldn't beat them, it was the fact we were playing at home um, mm. and that that hurts when you've got your fans there. It's such a big game, and you can't stand up in the big stage. Um, and and you've just got uh, individuals that couldn't quite get to the level that we were expecting, as you said, Darcy Byrne Jones. But I think as well, the injuries was something I yeah. actually didn't mention in that uh, in that negative that I think hurt us to get serious momentum um, in the early stages of the year. Mm. What what is it? Is it is it a mindset thing? I mean, it just, yeah. it, it's so it's so strange that you can't, like, you, you'll smack the teams below you, but, you know, you just can't get there in the prelim as well. It must be a mindset thing. Yeah, it is. Um, we've had uh, a mindset issue for quite a while, I think, uh, ever since 2017 when we played West Coast in that heartbreaking elimination final. Um, I think ever since then, it's just been, we don't 100% switch on. Like, Melbourne, we're able to switch on Every single time um, they were playing in a big game and they were still beating the sides they, they should have mm-hmm. and maybe a couple they dropped, but they switched on in the big games. And yep. you, you can go pump Gold Coast by 80 points at Metricon and be happy for a week, but if you can't do it, switch on and beat someone like Melbourne or someone like the Western Bulldogs the next week and back it up, then there's just no point to it. Mm-hmm. Hey, you did a squad rating as well. You had defenders, you look set. Midfield, you're missing some depth outside the top four players. And forward line looks good as well. That kind of flows into the uh, into the trade period well. And a done deal like we spoke about, Jeremy Finlayson, and you hand it over. This is a bargain, to be honest. You hand over a future round three selection and they hand over Finlayson. It must be, it's a pretty good deal. We'll be back after a quick break.
Yeah, I think, um, and I'm quite surprised it was that low of a um, low of a pick mm. for him. I thought it would have been something a little bit more, and I didn't actually expect to get that deal done. I thought that was just rumours yep. uh, floating about, but to get him sort of helps out our forward line depth, um, and I think it sort of also spells uh, the narrative of what's going to happen the rest of the trade period. You know, I don't think Laddams is going to be at Port, um, whether yeah. or not SPP gets traded. Uh, that's uh that's a whole other story, but yeah, and it, he helps our depth in the forward line. We've got Todd Marshall, we've got Mitch Georgiadis and Dixon. It holds all of them accountable now, um, and I think that's going to help massively with our with our forward line and um, players around the ground too. Yeah, I think th- you know last year he didn't play that well, but he's got like he's got talent. And in 2019, he kicked 44 goals and he was, he was a crucial player. You've signed him on a three-year deal and he wanted to come home, obviously, back to South Australia. So hopefully for you guys, I mean, he feels at home there. He's around family and friends and he can perform. But I think he got originally recruited as a backman, so he could be a type of swingman as, as well. So I think he can be really useful. What what would you consider a pass for him? I know it's early days. Next year, what would you like to see him do? Oh, an absolute bonus would be keeping him keeping his spot on the side making the 22 and, um, you know, maybe even kicking 30 goals, 25, 30 goals. We haven't had anyone that mm. goes with Dixon. Like Dixon kick, I think, 47 for the year. The next best was Georgie Artis was 30. And then after that, I think we had one or two in 20s. So if we can have another bracket of a 25 to 30 goal player for the year, um, I think that's that would be more than acceptable. Um, mm. and it could even turn out like Aaliyah Aaliyah did. Aaliyah at the beginning of the year didn't even – we didn't even think he'd going to make the the best twenty two. Yeah, and then he ends up being an all Australian. So you just never know with these sort of pickups. Exactly right. A new environment can can change them. That's for sure. So yeah, I'm hoping for your sake he can do well. You spoke about Laddams just then. Apparently Hawthorne's pulled out of the race though because they don't want to give away a, a first round pick. And apparently Porter very um, very solid on asking for something pretty big for him. You you expect him to go though, but how do you expect this to play out? I think there'll be a, it'll be a multiple team trade. I reckon if if one does eventuate, I'm, I think getting Finn Layson sort of spells to me that he's going to go, and it leans towards that way. Whether it, he goes to a, uh, a Sydney, um, I think the Western Bulldogs are interested. St Kilda are around the mark as well. So um, if if it does get done, it'll be a multiple club trade, and there'll be multiple picks thrown around and. Uh, I think Port are trying to get their way up into uh, the top 15 this year because I think we've got pick 16, but there's a couple of players we've got our eye on that I think um, we're working towards. Yeah, there's a bit of a gap there too. You've got pick 16, but the next one's 63. <laughs> we need to fill that gap. <laughs> you need to fill the gap. Uh, would you be Would you be upset if Pal Pepper went? Would that be I – because mean, I think – I don't know. He came, he was a medical sub, didn't he? But when he comes on, he makes an instant impact. I think he wants more time in the middle. But would it be upsetting to see him to see him go? I think his he's, uh, West Coast are pretty keen on him. I would be upset. Mm. Um, I can see the reasons for putting maybe uh, an option to trade him. Um, he hasn't – ever since his first year at the club, he was third in the Rising Star. and since then has been on and off with his form. I think he had a stellar 2020. He was playing that half forward role, that pressure forward, was kicking goals and really having a massive impact. And then this year um, had trouble off the field, um, wasn't able to get continuity into his game and by the end of it was a med sub. So I'd personally be sad if he went because I think he can be a massive impact player like Ollie Wines is at the moment. 
Um, but there is, I think, a bit of value for him if we do um, ship him off. That's right. I think you said before, though, Anth, that you're not a big fan of players leaving for more opportunity. You think, why don't you just challenge yourself and get more minutes in, in your current environment? Is that right? Yeah, I I think a lot of players have left Port of late that have wanted purely an opportunity to be maybe a number one or number two midfielder or number one, number two in that area. And they haven't quite been able to um, make the most of that. And I think with Port Adelaide in an environment like we have at the moment, we are able to you know, get those players to have that opportunity. And if they get the opportunity, um, they'll more than mostly make the most of it because you look at players like Willem Drew as well. Mm. Fringe player, didn't play any football last year, plays pretty much every game this year. Mm. Um, and he's our starting third midfielder. And he's yeah. a pretty decent tagger as well. So I think there's there's opportunity for Peps to 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 get an opportunity in that midfield. It's just whether or not he wants to put his head down and actually get it. Hey, is Tim O'Brien still a target, you reckon, after the Jeremy Finlayson um, deal got done? Because it was both of them you were kind of looking at. Do you think it's still going to be chased up? No, nah, I don't. I think uh, we just put our put the feelers out to see which one would come. And I think we got Finlayson instead of Timmy O'Brien, which yeah. in my opinion, I think is probably the better option. Yeah, I definitely think so as well. Is anything else, do you reckon there'll be a surprise from Port in this trade period or do you think we've covered everything that's going to basically eventuate? would keep an eye on Tom Cleary. He's, um, Tom Cleary. he's happy yep. at Port. He's a solid defender. I think he still makes our best 22, but Trent McKenzie sort of went ahead of him at the end of the year and um, I'd, I'd be looking out to see whether or not he um, and his management put the feelers out to see who's interested because a lot of a lot of clubs would be um, interested in looking at a, a key backman like he is. Yeah, I think he's a good backman. I mean, he couldn't break into the side in the back half of the season, but he's still quality. Hey, what about you? Um, Hamish Hartlett got delisted. Do you think he'll find another home? I hope so. He deserves an opportunity. Yeah, um, and I'm a little disappointed we got rid of him to be honest, because I think he brings leadership. He brings that hard body that I think we do lack. Um, in some areas, and you know, I think I think he deserves an opportunity. He's still got some good football left in him, I think. So I hope he finds even someone like Carlton are looking at everyone at the moment. So he could end up there. Yeah, he could. They've got about eighty players on their list. He could <laughs> go there as well. I, I like all my guests to do a dream trade. So pretend you're the uh, list manager here. You you know what you've got in front of you. What are you going to in a in a perfect world, Anth? What a, what should Port go for? Who would you like to bring to the club, and what are you going to give up? Oh. Uh, I'm going to throw our first and second round pick and and throw in a a Riley Bonner <laughs> and I want and I want to I want to pick up Christian Petrarca, please. <laughs> no worries. Well, the Norm Smith medalist. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Well, you see, we'll put that one through to Port and see if they want to uh, want to bring him in. What a champ he is! How good would I'll that play, be? I'll, I'll pay his contract as well. Oh, you, you'd have to pay a lot. How about the depth there? You said you needed some depth in the midfield. Petrarca there would be nice. I think that's as well the new model of midfielder now. We've mm. just gone from Dusty being one of the greats and still is, mm-hmm. but Petrarca is sort of that next level. And that's the type of midfielder you want now is that busting through pacey midfielder with some skill and kicks goals. Yeah. Do you think that's what cost you in the – I mean, I think – 
Port was one of the – I haven't got the stats in front of me, but bottom four for clearances for the year. I know the Tigers were as well when 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 they won their premierships, but that's the, that's the biggest thing. I think if you get your midfield right and you got smacked in the midfield against the Doggies, but that was the only kind of area, I think, a, a huge improvement. And then, like, you've got another chance at the flag surely next year if you fix that up. Yeah, I, I think so. I think our midfield have to kick goals. Um, we lost – our stoppages a lot more than we should have this mm. year, especially in our forward half. And Ollie Wines even said it in his Brownlow speech and his best and fairest winning speech that his improvement would be to kick more goals. And yep. if we can get 10, 15 goals out of him and Boak uh, throughout the season, Carl Amon as well, then we wouldn't be so reliant on Dixon, Georgiatis, Rosie, Robbie Gray. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that, that'll, that'll help massively. I don't know if that makes up. 11 goals in a prelim, but it'll go <laughs> a lot closer. That's right. That's right. Well, it would stop the uh, the momentum, surely, and yeah. uh, and that add a lot. Hey, everything goes well. Let's say everything goes well in the trade period. You have a good preseason under your belt. Injuries are all good for next year. Be optimistic here. Where does Port finish next year? Are they lifting up another premiership? Oh, heart says yes. Head says top four, and I don't know. I'd okay. like to think with the young crop we've still got coming through, they can sort of carry that mantra um, and that same form. I just, I don't know. This like Last year I expected us to come through, like do what we did, but yeah. actually go one better. Next year I'm a little bit hesitant to say. Mm. What would it mean to you if they made a prelim and – and lost. I don't want to say it, but geez, can you imagine three in it? That would be shocking. Look, tears are coming out of his eyes at the moment. It's so heartbreaking. It's almost worse to lose a prelim than it is a grand final. Oh, well, I've done both. Um, <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then we lost, obviously, 2007 comes to mind. So I lived through that. That was great. Um, <laughs> I think if we made another prelim and lost, you'd, you'd see riots. You'd see. <laughs> You'd see Ken Hinckley get the sack, and I think, um, yeah, we'll start from square one again. <laughs> start from scratch. <laughs> no, I hope that doesn't happen, mate. Not even my worst enemy. I'd uh, wish that upon them. <laughs> all right, 10 quick questions, mate. This is the fun stuff, all right? So all right. first one, which player in the Port Adelaide list would you most like to have a beer with at the pub? Travis Spoke. Yeah, he'd be good, wouldn't he? I love uh, him. Yep, yep. I love him too. Probably not as much as you do. Uh, have to get rid of either Rosie or Dersma. Oh, sorry, Rosie and Dersma or Wines. Oh, see you later, Rosie and Dersma. <laughs> you got to keep Wines, don't you? Uh, shot after the siren, 45 degree angle, 40 metres out. Who would you choose to kick it? I think I'm Robbie Great. Of course, Robbie Great. Uh, I didn't even have to ask that one. Uh, if the if uh, Port Adelaide had to and had to merge with one team, who would you choose it to be? Oh, oh, Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Everyone said Gold Coast. It's just because um, it wouldn't mean yeah. much, would it? No. It's this would be Port. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If Port wins the flag next year, how will you celebrate? Um, a sixth month bender into 2023. <laughs> I love it. Would you rather sit up in the nosebleeds by yourself for the grand final or be at home watching it with family and friends? Uh, as much as it would love, I'd love to be at the granny. I'd, I could not 
do it without sitting with my dad. Mm, that's yeah. I thought that it's a very special moment if that happens. So you got to be with family and friends. I like yes. that one. You're a family man, Anth. I love it. If you could look exactly like one Port Adelaide player, who would it be? Oh, Travis Pike. <laughs> <laughs> you really do love Travis Pike. I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, if you had to choose one Port Adelaide player to play millionaire hot seat on your behalf, all the money goes to you. Who would you pick? Who's got the brains? Oh. I don't know if we've got a lot of brains, to be honest. <laughs> I, uh, Ollie Wine speaks really well, so I reckon he's got the smarts. Yeah, he'll have a bit of knowledge up there. Uh, if Netflix asked you to choose one player to do a documentary on about their life story, who would you suggest? Robbie Gray. Robbie Gray. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. He's been through, I mean, he had his knee injury, he went through cancer, mm. 250 games. Yeah, that, that'd be a what story. A and then up winning a premiership. They Sorry. should actually do that right into Netflix after this. Uh, if you had to swap Ken Hinckley with one current AFL head coach, who would it be? Oh, it's a pity Alistair Clarkson wasn't still at Hawthorne. That's right. Um, I mean, Simon Goodwin won the premiership, so I guess you just that's the safe answer. You reckon? What about what about Dimmer? I might say it again. He he won the flag for Port. Dimmer would be good, actually. I think he'd bring with our current list. I reckon he'd bring us a flag. There you Definitely. go. See, I've convinced two people today to choose Dimmer Hardwick. That's good. <laughs> I love it. I've had a lot of fun, and this has been good. We're going to get you back on hopefully in the next couple of weeks with this with trade period, and we'd love to stay in touch and work together, mate. You're a, you're a great man. I'd love to have a beer with you one day. When I go over and uh, maybe we'll go to a, a, a port game and I can share that. Gather pair and try and uh, fit in with you boys. It'd be good. Hey, hashtag oh. trade center live to get involved. Yeah, sorry, Ant, go on. No, I'll just say the, the doors are open. <laughs> good, man. Hey, give you, give your podcast another plug, mate. Tell everyone where they can go to see your content. Yeah, so the pair is on YouTube. Um, if you're a massive port fan and you like uh, a bit of a rave from a fan, come and uh, join the community. I think it's 4,000 plus people around it so uh yeah come join the community we can have some fun and hopefully go on a journey next year that's right good luck mate hey we're uh we're, we're support well i'm not really supporting port but i hope they they get at least to the grand final don't get knocked out in the prelim that wouldn't be great uh <laughs> coming up at 4 p.m we'll be recapping the day's news um i never thought that i could like a port adelaide supporter but i think, <laughs> I, I, think I found one thank you for joining me mate and thanks for everyone who's tuned in we'll speak again at four o'clock see ya